0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Come on, Jesus deserves all the glory. Amen. Well, family, let's remain standing. I want us to put our hands together for our papa and our mama, our dad and our mom in the faith, the greatest parents in the world. We love you. I honor you. I salute you. I look up to you, uh, Apostle Theo, my dad. You have changed my life. Thank you for always imparting in my life. Thank you for always bringing the direction, the correction, the, the impartation of your word. Is, is It's the greatest asset that I have ever received in my life is the teaching of the word of the Lord. We can still remember day one. Lillian can tell you. Day one when we walked into CFC right there in Bedford View. The first message you preach, Mark chapter 11. And that message still continues up till today. Thank you for changing our lives. I love you. Mom, you are a revivalist. Ah, that's my mom there. And I'm so proud of you. And we love you both very, very much. I want to say this, Apostle, that I don't believe this is going to be a normal conference. Um, I sense in my spirit that we're going to say it's a conference, but... I feel it's the agenda of God that's going to be set out this week. You know, that's what I sense, like an urgency. Uh, This week is going to be different than any other conference. I really believe that because God wants to say something that's on His agenda. And the church is not going to be a normal church anymore. We're going to be a governmental church. We're going to take back what the devil stole from us. We have lost enough ground. It's time to take back the ground we've lost. Come on, how many of you are ready to take back this week everything the devil stole from you? Amen. Praise the Lord. You may take your seats. Take your Bibles and go with me to the book of Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. There's four four people that's happy about that. Acts chapter 3, verse number 19 to 21. Then I want to read from Isaiah chapter 2. Verse number two as well. And lay that as my foundation scriptures for today. Acts chapter three, verse 19 to 21. Repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be be blotted out so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. How many of you know that that's what we need right now? Is we need fresh joy and a refreshment of the presence of God. That he may send Jesus Christ who was preached to you before. Whom heaven must receive until the times of restoration of all things. Which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the world began. Everybody knows that we are approaching the end of the age. And there is an acceleration of the agenda of Satan on the earth. I believe that Satan has multiplied his activities Because he knows that his time is running out. At the same time, God is raising up a church. God is raising up a group of believers. God is raising up young people that is going to operate in a very powerful move of the Holy Ghost. How many of you believe that with me? Come on, where's the young people at here this afternoon? And the Bible says here that Jesus cannot come back until everything is restored. That's why I say that this week is not a normal week. I believe in the next seven days, by next week, Monday, when we're all back in our homes, you're going to be flooded with testimonies of things that's going to be restored in your life. Marriages are going to be restored this week. Finances are going to be restored this week. Churches are going to be restored this week. And we're going to gain ground and the devil is going to lose his hold even over our nation, South Africa. Come on, all the citizens of South Africa, shout amen here. The Heavens must restrain Jesus until the restoration of all things. Therefore, I believe we are in the, in the season of restoration. We are in the season of revival, taking back what the devil has stolen from us. That's restoration. Uh, just like the children of Israel. You know, mom spoke about that as well. For 430 years, they were in slavery. If you think about that. And when they came out, they did not not come out empty-handed. They came out with gold and silver, and no one was sick among them. Before we leave here for our heavenly Jerusalem, God is going to restore. I sense it very strong. God's going to restore the gold and the silver and health this week. I believe we're going to see miracles when the apostle starts ministering. You're going to start seeing miracles that's unprecedented. God's going to do financial miracles this week. How many of you are ready for some financial breakthroughs? I don't know about you, but I'm tired that the devil is stealing from the church. The days of renting is over. The days of suffering is over. The days of lack is over. As a matter of fact, everything that stagnated in your life, I break it today in the name of Jesus. Every limitation is broken right now in the name of the Lord. Shout amen if you believe it with me. Isaiah chapter 2, verse number 2 from the New Living Translation. Isaiah chapter 2. Verse number two, from the New Living Translation, it reads as follows, in the last days, that's where we are, the mountain of the Lord's house will be the highest of all, the most important place on the earth, come on, it will be raised above all other hills, and people from all over the world will stream there to worship. And the beginning of this week, I want to say this. The house of God is going to become the most important place. In the last time, they they want to shut down the church and keep us silent, but no longer. There's coming a generation. There is coming power. There's coming people that's going to come to the house of God. And the house of the Lord shall become the greatest of all. And we will dominate all seven mountains. That's what God is going to do. And I want to speak about the kingdom mandate today. For a couple of minutes with you. Why do we need dominion? Kingdom dominion. I want to give you a couple of things. On why we should walk in dominion. And why dominion is necessary. If we want to take back what the devil stole from us. We're going to have to get into the place of dominion. We cannot attack the devil. Just with lukewarm prayers. And little... Uh, faith here and little faith there and a little bit of commitment Yeah, We're going to have to walk in dominion and the power of God. Are you with me here? And I want to give you a couple of things on dominion today. Number one, why do we need dominion? Why is that necessary? Firstly, is to obey God's creation mandate to man. Genesis chapter 1, Verse number 26 to verse number 28. Then God said, let us us make man in our image. According to our likeness. Let them have, shout that word. Over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air. Over the cattle, over over all the earth. Over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, He created him, male and? Let me just make sure we're all on the same page on that one. God created them what? He created them. Anything else is not in the Scripture. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, multiply. Fill the earth or replenish the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over everything that moves on the earth. The first thing that we have to understand why we must have dominion is to exercise the mandate of God. The creation mandate. The five mandates is be fruitful. Multiply. Replenish. Subdue and have dominion. That was the creation plan. But then we fast forward now, and I want to speak a little bit about this, that the church has a threefold mandate. And we see in the synopsis of Matthew, Mark and Luke that he explains it very clearly, what is the mandate of the church, the corporate mandate. If we don't know the mandate of the church, we will have no purpose and or we will do things without purpose. we will have no destiny revealed to us. So we have to understand, what is the corporate mandate of the church? Because if we want to take back the things the devil stole from us, we have to understand what is our mandate. And I'm not going to read the scriptures because you know them, but for reference sake, you can just write them down. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 20 to 20. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 to 20. And Acts chapter 1, verse 6 to 9. Those three encounters of Matthew, Mark, and Luke explains to us what is the corporate mandate of the church. Now, for the sake of time, here they go. Number one is global evangelism. Evangelism is not something of the church. It's not a program. We have to get to the place again. That we take the mandate of evangelism and we all become evangelists and and get people saved. If we are not going to do it, we will lose a whole generation after us. And Islam will take over. Apostle, I don't see any any, uh, conference of Islam. Islam doesn't have conferences. Meetings. Yet they infiltrate. Because they do evangelism with their phones. Send miracles. Send invitations. They overturn cities by social media. And when we ask, can you please share an ad? No, it's not part of my portfolio. People are going to think I'm weird if I have to share something about the ad. We're going to have to get the mandate of evangelism back in the church. Now, I'm, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, I'm not speaking that you must become an evangelist. We all... Jesus' desire is that all be saved. My prayer is that we will get back to the place that the altars are jam-packed with sinners coming to Jesus. Come on, that we will become influential people wherever we go. And that wherever we go, we lead people to Christ. It is a mandate. If you see, and I I say this with all due respect, we cannot just evangelize evangelize for the down and out. We're going to have to evangelize for the up and out. If you sit in front of a CEO and he's got 500 people working for him and you get him saved, we've got 500 people all of a sudden that can listen to a man that is now born again. May God bring a fresh fire of souls back in our hearts. It's all about souls, my family. It's nothing else. God is desiring souls to be saved. We are 8 billion people. On this planet, and they say 2.6 billion is Christians or religious people. That's not even a true figure because some of them are backslidden. That's including the Catholics, it's including all these things. So, how many people are we really? And I've got a concern for my generation coming after me. I thank God I spoke to Apostle Alan, and I'm so excited to see what God is doing. Josh and Nikki and all these PK kids. Because God is going to raise up a generation that will not walk in the fake, that will not walk in lukewarmness, but they will walk in the power of the Holy Ghost. And people are going to run to Jesus once again. Come on, how many of you believe it with me today? So we're going to take back what the devil stole. We're taking back our families that are lukewarm. We are taking back our industries. Listen, we have a God-denying education system. We're gonna to have to take it back. We need teachers that are anointed in the business world or in the education world. Come on, we need doctors in the medical world, we need some Holy Spirit-filled politicians. Imagine, imagine they can pray three hours before they get to parliament. They'll make decisions that will make this nation turn around. When the righteous rule, there's peace. When the wicked rule, there's all kinds of lawlessness. May God infiltrate parliament. May God raise up in this week young people that will become presidents, that will become nation shakers. Come on, young people. May God raise up new doctors, inventors, educators in the name of the Lord. So what is the corporate mandate of the church? The mandate of the church is global evangelism. Get involved. Get people saved. The second mandate of the church is discipleship. That's it. Mark speaks about that. Teach them. Teach your people, man. Teach them everything. Heaven, hell, God, tithing, everything. Teach them. Not feel sorry for their motivational speak. there's a place for that but but let me just say this we have to teach them the word of the lord otherwise we're going to have thousands of people in our church that's weak may god raise up this week and i'm standing here to say i'm taking back the word of the lord for my generation This week, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to say, God, every uh, preacher that's coming up here, I want a fresh word from the Lord. I want to have an encounter with God. Give me a heart for souls again. Give me a heart to raise up disciples, oh God. Not members, disciples that will walk in the power of the Almighty God that will be full of the word. Mature Christians. Amen. And the third mandate is in Acts Speaks about territorial transformation. It is possible to change a city by the power of God. Just like one person gets born again, so I believe a city can be born again. I believe it. I remember many years back, my my dad used to say, pray that God will shake a city, the whole city, and I'm, I'm, I'm standing more than ever before here today to tell you, I believe for that. If, Paul, if Peter can preach one message, and 3,000 people can get saved. That, that was about the whole city. Then the power of God, the dominion must come back. And if we understand our mandate, be fruitful. Multiply. There must be more churches. Replenish enterprise. Subdue your industry. Have dominion in that place. Amen? And then establish the corporate mandate of the New Testament church. I'm telling you now, we will see Christianity not die out. I'm fighting for this week for my faith. My faith, your faith. Christianity is not going to die out. The devil is listen, we have lost a lot of ground. We are, not the, we are not the home team anymore. We are the visiting team. And they're booing us. And they're throwing us with oranges and stuff. But that is about to change this week. This week. This week we are recovering all. Shout amen if you believe it with me here today. Number two, why must I walk in dominion? To function in the image and in the likeness of my maker. To function in the image and in the likeness of my maker. Revelation chapter 5, verse 9 and 10 says, And he has made us kings and priests to our God. We shall reign on the earth. Where are we going to reign? So it's time to take dominion back. We just want to get out of here. No, while we're here, we take dominion. The devil must fear you. Apostle Jerome always says the devil must fear him when he takes out his checkbook. And when he used the name of the Lord. Listen, when you wake up in the morning, you better, that devil must say, oh, they're up again. What's going to happen today again? Come on, we're some dominators in this house. We're going to dominate by faith in the power of God. We are kings and priests. You are not identified by your race, by your possessions, by your success. We are identified by the blood of the Lamb. We are kings and priests. Tell the person next to you, treat me like royalty. All the ladies could have had an opportunity there. Number three, why must I walk in dominion? To take charge and control. Number three, of the earth on behalf of God. We have to manage our world for God. In Psalms chapter 8, you can go and read how we have to do that. And he's given us the authority. He says, I've created you a little, little lower than the angels. And he says, you have made him to have dominion. Over the works of your hands, and you have put all things under His feet. I want to say this today: Don't you be intimidated by the devil, and don't be intimidated by people who's got high-profile positions. If President Cyril Ramaphosa had to sit right there, he would sit there, and he will be a spiritual son to Apostle Theo, and Apostle Theo will say to him, "Son, please." Get some water for me. Because in the kingdom of God, that's how it works. You are a child of God. Come on, you are a royal priest. Come on, let me just see where some priests and kingdom people in this house. That's why when we bind anything on this earth, it must be bound. Come on, whatever we bind in heaven. Come on, whatever we lose, must be loose. Your praise must be answered. The miracles must happen. Come on, church. Amen. And we are pushing back the tide of the enemy. We're going to take back what the devil stole from us. Number five. Number four. Why do I have to walk in dominion? To triumph over the forces of evil and wickedness. Luke chapter 10, verse number 19 says this. Behold, I've given you the authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and over all The power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm you. Number five. Why must I walk in dominion? To enforce the plan and the purposes of God on this earth. Who else is going to do it? We have to enforce the plan. What is the plan of God? Salvation. I've given you the mandate. Disciple the people. Get territorial advantage over people, uh, over territories. Because the church is the most powerful institution on the earth. And the church must dominate. We must dominate the systems of the world. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 2 said that. He says you will be above all the other mountains. The mountains of, of media, of politics, religion, education. The church will be above that. We have to take back our dominion, take back the territory we've lost in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number six, two more than I'm done. We must judge. Why must I walk in dominion? To judge satanic lawlessness and rebellion. There's too much stuff going on, too much witchcraft. I pray that it will happen like in the book of Acts where they saw the miracles, everybody burned, all the witches burned their their books, right? Because they saw one man operating in the power of God. We are thousands of people here. If we understand our kingdom dominion mandate, we can take back what the devil stole from us and the witchcraft over South Africa, and that's happening in parliament, and it's happening all over. It's coming down. Hallelujah. Shout a big Hallelujah. Say it's coming down. Say I take back victory. Say I take back victory. My anointing, my breakthrough, my miracle is coming this week. Give God a praise if you believe that worth me here. Come on. How do I, why must I walk in dominion number seven? To walk in personal freedom and not in captivity. How do I come free? By dominion. I had to take dominion over certain things. In my family, in my personal life. And through dominion, freedom came and no longer captivity. Some of your children are bound. With dominion, you can let them go. Free from those things. Number eight and I'm done. Here's my mom's point. To take full control over your inheritance. The devil is sitting on our inheritance. He's sitting on business contracts. He's sitting on promotions and increases and church growth and happy marriages. He sits on all those things and he says, you're not getting anywhere. You know what the word restoration means? It's got twofold meaning. It means to take back. But second, the second definition of restoration is everything that is withheld is about to be released. And I'm here to tell you today, whatever is withhold from you is about to release. The next couple of days, every session, the water is going to rise. It's going to rise. I'm telling you, there are going to be services where the power of God is going to be intense in this house. And you, in those moments, you grab hold of everything and you walk in your power of dominion. Now, how do I walk in dominion? I've given you why you must walk into it. Number one, you must walk in uprightness. How do I walk in dominion? What is the secret to dominion? Uprightness. Crooked people will not have dominion. We must be upright before God. Non-compromise. If my Bible says that two men shall not marry, then well, then sorry for everybody else. Upright before the Lord. Right before God. We love everybody, but we're going to come against this thing that the devil is pushing the whole time against the church. But with God is going to raise up righteous people. I believe it. We're going to stand upright before our God. Amen. Number two. You must know who you are in Christ. If you don't know who you are, the devil will really take a hold of your life. Number three. You need to walk in thankfulness. Thankfulness by praise and by worship. Thankfulness. Thankful for what the Lord has done. thankful for what He is going to do. Praise and worship, thankfulness, releases, Dominion. The more I worship Him, the more the dominion rise. And then the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord, family, an apostle has taught us that has taught us this for many years. He's above everything. The word of the Lord is above the supernatural. The word of the Lord is above everything. We don't chase those things. We seek the word of the Lord. If I have the word of the Lord in me, I'm upright. I know who I am. I don't have an identity crisis. I know who I am. I'm thankful. I have the word in me, the word of faith in me. I will be a dominator. In the right term. In any sphere of influence we walk in. That's why miracles can happen. Because we take dominion over that sickness. That's why miracles, financial miracles can happen this week. Why? Because we take dominion over it. That's why it will happen in the name of Jesus. I want to pray for you. Would you please stand all over this place. My prayer on the first session of this conference is that we will have an understanding. Yes, we've lost ground, but we're going back and we're going to take dominion. We're not going to go back as, I'm sorry, I'm here. We're taking dominion and I'm taking back everything the devil stole from us so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of God that South Africa will have a true, authentic revival like never before. Lift your hands. Father, right now, I release the glory of God, the Shekinah presence of God over this meeting and over the conference and over everyone here. Lord, may we have revelation, line upon line, precept upon precept, revealed unto us. Let this not be a conference only, but the agenda of God revealed to the church. May we go back after this conference and take dominion over the seven mountains in the name of the Lord. Like Caleb said, give me this mountain, O God. That's our prayer in the mighty name of Jesus. And now I declare unto you, according to Acts chapter 3, you shall recover all. Give God a praise for that. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God.